The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. Welcome to Prescriptions for Healing Conflict. I'm Lloyd. I'm the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank. Mari's been an attorney mediator for 26 years, and during that time, she's resolved thousands of disputes as a neutral conflict healer. She's a member of the Orange County Superior Court Mediation Panel, and she's been a law professor of negotiations and mediation, and presently teaches negotiations right here at UCI. She's the author of Negotiations Breakthroughs and co-author of Stepping Stones to Success and several other books. To listen to previous interviews, see upcoming guests, download podcasts, and learn more, visit www.conflicthealing.com. So Mari, what's your show about today? Lloyd, today our show is about inner peace. And as we know, all peace starts from within. And we have a wonderful guest who not only is a great colleague of ours, but he has also come to be a friend of ours who we love, respect, honor. He is just something else. Today, we're going to be speaking with Leonard Simchuk, who is the author of this wonderful book sitting right in front of me called The Roadmap Home, Your GPS to Inner Peace. And I love the cover of this because it's actually got a little GPS and it says, Guiding Power of Spirit with a Little Heart, and it's got a home inside. What a great cover, and what a great guy that we're going to be talking with today. Let me give you a little bit about his background if you don't know who Leonard Simchuk is. He's wonderful. He's been a psychotherapist and educator for over 35 years, both in Australia, gorgeous place Australia, and in America. And he was director of the Family Therapy Program at the Marriage and Family Center in Sydney, Australia, and later served as a senior affiliate therapist with the Family Institute at Northwestern University in Chicago. He's the author of The Roadmap Home, Your GPS to Inner Peace, which is an Amazon bestseller in 2009, and Cuckoo Forevermore, a lighthearted satire on psychotherapy. Throughout Leonard's life, he has just been committed to ongoing personal growth, and believes firmly in the power of the individual to overcome adversity and transform one's life. And what's amazing about Leonard is that he utilizes the concept of the hero's journey to help individuals reshape their stories into amazing adventures so that they don't look at what they did wrong in their life, they look at blossoming forward. He also firmly believes that when connected to the guiding spirit and guiding power of God, Individuals can shift problems and pain into opportunities for healing and growth and return home to that love and inner peace. He's a licensed clinical social worker, and he lives near the beach in Southern California, not far from from where our office is. And he writes and he conducts seminars and writing and personal spiritual growth. And he maintains a wonderful private practice. And you can learn more about him at the Roadmap Home. Com. And thank you so much, Leonard, for joining us. You are just wonderful. Well, thank you, Mari. It is a treat just to be oh, on the air with you. And uh, thank you very much for your just um, warm introduction. 
And I just want to say, you are a phenomenal woman. What can I say? You, what you've done for our society and helping resolve conflict is just, is just so incredible for shifting the consciousness on our planet. Well, you know, that's what we're trying to do. You and I are both really on the same path of trying to bring inner peace and outer peace and just transform the world. And that's what's so wonderful that I love about this show is that I get to interview wonderful people like you. So let's get started. Okay. Okay. Would you mind sharing some of the personal challenges that caused you to write this book, The Roadmap Home, your GPS to inner peace? Well, I think everyone has a personal story about their lives. Mine has been, when I was six years old, my father left the family for the first time. And then he came back. He was in a mental institution for a year and a half. And he came back home, and then when I was nine, he left for good. And I really experienced firsthand the drama of mental illness, domestic violence, and tons of conflict in my family. You could just imagine the conflict that I experienced with two parents who were on this uh, roller coaster ride. And that really prompted me to realize that I had lost my home at that time, and it gave me a quest. And my quest was to find home, to find that place of inner peace, because I didn't experience that type of peace growing up in my family. And sometimes the challenges that we experience growing up, kind of those wounds that we, we uh, oh, I guess, are, are struck with, become gifts. And that gift for me just propelled me on this quest to find inner peace so I can live in a more harmonious way. You know, Leonard, it's that's what I honor about you so much, that you could have had a choice. I mean, we all have choices in our life. When you have a terrible experience in a very challenging childhood like you had, you know, some kids go and they do bad things. They get into drugs. They just you know, take advantage of other people. They hurt other people because they're hurting. And what you did was the opposite. You took that pain and turned it into opportunity, not only to help yourself, but to help other people. And I think that is something that I just truly honor about you. And so that's really neat about your book, too. Because well, well, thank you, Mari. And I think that along the road, when I look back, sometimes we can look back in our past and see that there are many angels that have came, came across to me. I got involved with Boy Scouts, uh, I had some very wonderful teachers in school that took me under their wing. I went into a Catholic seminary for eight years. There were some really angels in my life that somehow helped steer me through life and to help with my healing process. And I, I look back, I don't think I, I really did it on my own. I did it because these angels were guiding me, that they were assisting me in life. And I think often we forget to see these helping people uh, who've been brought into our lives to assist us. Sometimes if we're so caught up in our pain, we don't really see these, these, these living angels. Yes, and I think that is such a call to action for all of us to be angels for kids who have challenges. Just, you know, just like you said, like the Boy Scouts or a friend or a priest or someone who loves you, pays attention to you, encourages you, that's, you know, you may not have the best childhood or family, you know, surroundings, but it doesn't have to necessarily be a parent. And I think that is really an important point for us to all think about when we think of other children in our lives or other children that we can reach out to. So that's, that's a gift we can all give, I guess. It is. And sometimes we forget, I know I forget periodically that 
just my interaction with someone on the street or some oh, very small connection can really be a very large connection for other people. I don't know how many people have told me that something that I've said to them really helped them in their life. And sometimes I forget, and I think it's important for us to remember that the words that we use, the, the connections and experience we have with other people, make a big impact. And we don't always know what that impact is no. until they come back. I know I've had students that I don't even recognize that maybe I had, you know, 20 years ago at, at the law school, and they'll come back to me and say, you know what, you really influenced me, and I'm now a mediator because of it. Or wow. you know, And you don't even realize what you've done, yes. but just, just being there for someone or... Or just you know, just the, uh, a kind word to somebody can just transform their life, which we always forget. Just the little things that we do can make an incredible impact, and that's what your book has done. Even for me, is just reading it has been a great impact. Let's talk about peace because you talk about inner peace. You know, we all desire that inner peace. So, what prevents us from finding it? I think inner peace is always here. And what prevents me from really settling into it is when my mind starts judging, when I start feeling separate from, oh, the divine spirit, I I start moving away from inner peace. And I I start judging other people. I judge myself. It could be my inner critic that starts criticizing myself. Then I start moving away from this inner peace. But if I can move back home, and I like the use of home because whenever I think of home, it's, it conjures up a, a warm feeling, a, a wellspring of love, a place that I'm really totally accepted just for who I am, where I can be really authentic and I can be seen and I can be heard. And I think all of us have this home inside of ourselves, our spiritual connection, where inner peace is the natural state. That's where we're meant to be. But often we move away from that by getting so caught up in this material world, trying to accomplish and achieve that it takes us away from our heart center, our home center. Yeah, it's like they say, home is where the heart is, right? right? Mm-hmm. It's a great saying. It really makes a lot of sense compared to what you're saying now. But, you know, in this world of conflict that we see conflict outside of us, I know I deal with people in conflict every day. That's what I do for a living. So how, how about that issue of in the face of conflict, how do you find peace? It's a, it's a great question because I've worked with all oh, probably thousands of couples in, in private practice. And uh, when I was in the uh, family therapy center and at Northwestern, that the couples often bring their power struggles into the relationship. And the power struggle is about I'm wanting my need satisfied. And I want you to satisfy my need. And if you're not satisfying my need or my need isn't being satisfied, I'm going to engage in a struggle to get you to satisfy my need. And therein lies the power struggles between couples. And there's this wrestling match that goes on. My need's not satisfied. You've got to solve it. And then couples are fighting to get their needs met. The key is to recognize the needs that are not being satisfied and to make them clear. Oh, so this is what I'm needing. And then instead of putting needs out as demands, putting them as requests in relationship. The demand ends up creating more hostility from somebody else. I don't know about you, Mari, but if someone puts a demand on me, I tend to bristle a bit. But if someone says to me, Leonard, this is a request, I'm more inclined to listen to the request. And if it sounds 
pretty reasonable uh, move to satisfying that request. But in relationships, sometimes our emotional triggers get caught up. And remind, remember, our emotional triggers are often laid down in a pattern that we learned growing up in our own families. We bring those old conflictual patterns into any relationship and often tend to replay them. And part of the, the, the challenge is to bring that into consciousness so I don't have to replay the past. Exactly. So let's talk a little bit about these conflicts that we, not only that we bring with us from the past, but the what, that we're in right in the present when we have a conflict with someone. So how do you see conflict? Well, you know, I think conflict is just a natural state of life in some respects. And I think of it this way, but it's a, it's a harmonious conflict. All of our muscles, we, there's the, a muscle that extends and contracts. So it's, it's working harmoniously. So the extending muscle isn't battling the other one. They're just kind of working together. So conflict is somewhat natural in the sense that there's a dynamic state of tension, and the tension is, can create harmony. But when it gets out of balance, that's when the conflict becomes, can be more painful. Um, and but, but, you know, I, 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 sometimes conflict gets a really bad rap, Mari, in that we all uh, hate conflict, but... You know, we live by the beach. We, live by, we, we, we know how the ocean is. And sometimes the ocean, the waves are just crashing against those rocks. Now, that's conflict. But there's something beautiful about that type of conflict, that tension. And in relationships, as long as it doesn't get destructive, that conflict can be shifted from conflict to creative tension. So, you know, if there's conflict, we can make that into a creative tension because I know in my life some of the people I've had conflict with when I really sat down and resolved the conflict, I have moved into a deeper place of intimacy and connection. Yes. That, that, that tension, that conflict can be shifted into a deepening of understanding. And that's really what we're trying to do. And I'm sure you, with your mediation, is to trying to help people understand one another rather than trying to kill one another. Exactly. And conflict really provides an opportunity. You know, I, Absolutely. I, yeah, like for you and I, for example, you know, you have a different upbringing than I have. A, than I have, we probably bring different perspectives, not only from our upbringing, but from our various disciplines. You coming in as a counselor, me coming in from from the law, mm-hmm. and we bring this as really gifts. And we may see the world differently in some ways because of it. And if I if I see it one way and you see it another that doesn't mean that it has to escalate into adversity. That conflict, that, that conflictual ideas really are an opportunity for us to problem-solve and create something that's new, a combination of something new. So as I say conflict, it's, you know, it's like the Chinese word for conflict is make, made up of the two symbols, danger and opportunity. So if you let it escalate into a nasty battle, then that's the danger. But if you look at it like, oh, wow, that's neat. I never thought of it like you think of it. You know, you bring this wealth of of understanding that, that I don't have, and I can bring the same to you. And we go, wow, that's really something. I see it differently, and you see it differently. So how can we blend these to make these something even better? So sometimes when people come to me in conflict, if there was a workplace dispute and, you know, they're ready to end the relationship, sometimes they get so creative that they build a new relationship. Or I've had couples that have gotten back together 
that that thought they were going to divorce. It's just suddenly they see, well, wait a minute, just because you see it differently doesn't mean it has to turn into an escalated fight. That's absolutely right. And I, I see that conflict uh, gives us opportunities. I think you're, you're, I like your uh, discussion about the Chinese symbol because it is an opportunity. Uh, many couples who come to me, they, they're in the throes of conflict, yet that conflict has brought them into counseling so that they can begin to look at themselves in a different way and begin to create a different relationship. If it wasn't for that conflict, they wouldn't be sitting in my office. And if they weren't sitting in my office, we wouldn't have an opportunity to explore other ways that they could consciously change the way they start relating to each other. Yes, and so that causes like a healing. So when you work with couples and you work with families that are in this conflict, and you you say it calls for a healing. So how how can people learn to heal themselves in the face of conflict? Well, uh, healing does require some space, kind of a, a healing space. So I always think if someone injures themselves and they go to the doctor's office or whatever, you know, you're in a you're in an environment that you feel safe and someone's going to help you heal. So to heal conflict. It's important to have a sacred space, a healing space. It could be a mediator, a therapist, where here's a sacred space where I can let down my guard and reveal myself. I can talk about what is really hurting me. There's an old saying that hurt people hurt people. Uh So if I'm wounded and I'm hurt, I'm going to hurt other people. And often in relationships, if I'm hurt in a relationship, it's kind of a primitive reptilian way of responding, I'm going to respond by hurting my partner, my loved one. Uh, And once I realize that I'm hurting, and I begin to see where I'm hurting, and my needs are not being met, and I begin to reveal those, the solution starts occurring. So I'm I'm needing this, I'm hurting, and and this is what I'm needing to heal. And the bottom root, I think, Mari, I think you probably would agree, is that all of us want to feel loved. Yes. And underneath it all, usually we feel we're unloved or somehow I've been hurt and not loved. And the bottom line is, how can I love and be loved and do it in a way, in a healing, loving way, so that I really feel nurtured and cared for and that I'm, I'm feeling more connected in a relationship? And what about that, that being loved and feeling loved? Isn't there a certain aspect of vulnerability that maybe people are afraid of? Oh, we're afraid of, you know, um, I just look at my own walls. I think we all tend to put our walls around ourselves, our defenses, the things that we've learned, how to protect ourselves growing up in our families. And really, real intimacy is to be with another and to lower my walls and to be seen, kind of to be seen naked. So you can see me and you can hear me, but there's tremendous healing when I am being seen. When someone sees me and hears me just for who I am, wow, is that tremendous healing. We see little children doing that all the time with their parents. You know, they're hurt, they're wounded, and the parent comforts them and and lets them know that they're being looked after and that they are, parents are witnessing what a child's going through. Wow, the child just feels a tremendous sense of healing. We all need that type of healing where we're seen, we're heard, we're touched, we're cared for, you know, we feel that sense of love. You know, I think that's why you're such a great therapist, because you provide that sacred space 
for your clients, for the families, for those who are even in your workshops, that they know that they're not going to be judged. They know that they're going to be accepted for who they are. They're going to be, um, you're going to be open and receptive to what they have to say. And I think that's such a beauty about you. So if you're listening, I just want to tell you who you're listening to. You're listening to Leonard Simchak, who is an MSW and an LS. LCSW, what's that? It's a licensed clinical social worker. Okay, okay, and an MSW is um, Masters, in social, masters in social Work. And he's been a psychotherapist and educator for over 35 years, which I, I think you can hear the experience and the depth of his knowledge and his wisdom. And he's been both in Australia and America, and he was also the director of the Family Therapy Group at the Family uh, the Marriage and Family Center in Sydney, Australia, and then at uh, Northwestern University at the Family Institute at Northwestern University in Chicago. And he does great work here right in Southern California. And he is the author of The Roadmap Home, Your GPS to Inner Peace, which I just love the name of that book, and I love the book. Now, you talk about conflict as being a gift. Most people don't even see that as a gift, but it is a gift in disguise. Let's talk a little bit about that great gift. Yeah. Again, most people, I think we all like to be in peace and in harmony. However, we wouldn't want to go to a movie unless we saw some drama. I was just thinking, how many people would go to a movie and said, this is going to be a peaceful, loving movie from the beginning to the end? I don't think that movie would sell very well. I think that we like to see change. We like to see as a result of life, and this is kind of a, our lessons in life, that we are, are put into situations with obstacles. And our character begins to develop as we begin to face some of these obstacles. No obstacles, uh, we're not going to really be challenged. We're not going to learn about ourselves. We're not going to learn about how we deal in, in relationships and difficult situations. So conflict really is a part of, um, of, of, of deepening our personality. In Australia, there's a, a nut called the Banksia nut, and the nut is oh, similar to a pine cone, but it's very, very hard. To germinate this, this nut, it needs a bushfire, a fire, intense heat. The intense heat cracks open the nut so it can repopulate and regenerate itself. No fire, no regeneration. And sometimes conflict is a bit like that because conflict acts as a wake-up call. You know, I may be going around oh, thinking everything is, is peaceful, but deep down there may be a real deep disquiet. Something's really, something's not settling right with me and I'm not listening to it. Then I might get a wake-up call, which is often in the form of conflict, like divorce. Talk about conflict. Yeah. Wow, divorce. All of a sudden, it forces me to look at my life in a whole different way. Yes. Isn't that, isn't that, and, and people, I've seen so many people transform their lives who have gone through divorces. Some have decided to uh, reconcile and deepen their relationship with a partner. Some people have moved on to divorce and have created phenomenal lives. I'm sure you've witnessed that as well. Exactly. And so that's, that's a, those are some of the gifts of conflict. That forces us to, to get out of our comfort zone and begin to look at our lives in a whole different way. Yes, we, we pretty much have to get intro introspective if we're going to resolve the conflict. I think what, what's unfortunate is when people take that conflict and take it to court and they get very positional and then they, they keep fighting, whether it's a, 
against a former business as a workplace dispute or a partner to partner or divorce or any kind of really nasty conflict. They just act it out and they don't have time to process it. Whereas if you really get to the process of conflict, you have to look within and say, what part of this is me? <laughs> because it's, a part of it is always going to be you. That's so true. And I really admire uh, you mediators, Mari, because it's taking it out of the court system because the court system, the illusion is the court system is going to help us resolve this. But people can, I've worked with couples who spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on the legal system yes. to try to prove that they're right and the other person is wrong. But in the end, did it really make them feel at peace? Did it really get, no, it just made them feel even more resentful because they spent all this money to resolve this conflict. And they haven't really, it didn't give them the opportunity, as you're saying, to reflect, well, what part of myself gets triggered, gets caught into this, this conflictual drama? And how can I change myself? Because conflict is always asking us to change ourselves. What could I do differently yes. to make, it, make a different response? Rather than I'm going to try to change the other person, that always just continues the conflict. What yeah. can shift the conflict is to take a look at what I can do differently. And, you know, as, and I know you, uh, you profess this all the time, you know, you can't change anybody else. No. You can only change yourself. So when you're in conflict, one of the first things to always ask is, what, what part of this is me? What am I doing that is contributing to this conflict? Because I can't change the other person. I can change myself. And when I change myself, it changes the, the dynamics. So true. You know, I want to give you an example. I remember when I lived in Australia, I had a very cantankerous neighbor. And this neighbor, I don't know what I did or whatever, but the, the, the neighbor was really always angry. I think the neighbor was just an angry individual. But, and I thought, well, what can I do? And every time I, you know, the neighbor would complain about, oh, I don't know, my kids or whatever. And I thought, okay, I'm going to try something differently. I'm just going to, whenever I see this neighbor, I'm just going to surround this neighbor in loving light. Now, it may seem a bit kind of hokey, but I think I'm going to do this. I'm just going to surround this neighbor with loving light. I'm going to send loving light to this neighbor's heart. And, and that brought me peace. I, I figured, well, I'm just going to do it for myself because it's going to make me feel <laughs> a lot more peaceful. Right. You know, but the strange thing is I was out in the, in the yard doing something in the yard, and, and my neighbor leans over the, the, uh, the fence and says, listen, I've got some... Uh, Oranges off my tree, I'd like to give them to you. And I was like, wow. You know? <laughs> and from that time on, there was no conflict. But the, what required was for me to change my perception. And then there was like a miracle occurred. Exactly. I love that. And that's such a great way to end, too. And I tell my clients that, too. You know, you can't change that person. Just see that person as a human being just like you. And they're trying to do the best they can with the tools that they have. And just send them light. To send them light and let's see what happens. And so you did that and you've shown and you've proven that it really works. And you're wonderful, Leonard. Oh, you are too, Mari. Well, just I'm give your website. I'm a big fan of yours. And I'm a big fan of yours. So, Leonard, just give your website and then we're going to need to go. Okay. Uh, people who would like to know more about uh, the Roadmap Home with GPS Inner Peace or me or to get some free sample chapters, they can go to www.theroadmaphome.com. Well, thank you so much. And we think you're wonderful. And we'll have you back again. Can't wait for your next book. Thank you, Mari. Okay. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 834 conflict uh, prescriptions for healing conflict. And you can go to our website at conflicthealing.com where you can see our upcoming guests, 
see their bios, their pictures, their uh, websites. You can link there and you can find out more about how to resolve conflict in your own life. Thank you and join us next week. in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.